I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. Oh. Hey, and welcome to the Step Over Podcast, Ottawa's grassroots soccer podcast. My name is Josh. Thank you so much for joining. In this episode, we're talking with the Drake. That's Ottawa's Zach Drake. He's a fullback whose career has taken him around the world, and now he's landed with Electric City FC. That's the new League One Ontario side down in Peterborough. And I love what ECFC um, has been doing. They've said outright they want to be in the CPL, and I think that's what makes uh, their project such an interesting one because you know Peterborough might not be a town that most people would would think about when they think of uh, you know a potential landing spot for a professional sports team. You know, there's maybe a hundred thousand people there. But they've been doing a, a lot of things right. Their branding is unbelievable. You need to see their kits. It's got it's got this lightning bolt going across the front. It's fantastic. The marketing has been unbelievable. They're so visible in Peterborough. And they recently hosted uh, their home openers for the men's and women's sides. The men's side uh, had just over 1,500 people on hand to watch. And the women's side had just over 1,000 people. And this is Division Three soccer in Canada. That is, quite frankly, amazing. And I would love to see... Uh, you know, Electric City just become wildly successful because all of a sudden, how many other similar sized towns in Canada might look at that and say, hey, maybe we can do that too, where before they may not have thought that. All of a sudden, you might not be looking at just the Halifaxes, the St. John's, the London Ontarios, the Quebec cities in terms of CPL expansion. You know, instead, maybe you uh, expand that. You know, you think about Kamloops, Niagara Falls, Cape Breton, Grand Prairie, Blaineville. You get the idea. You if you if you start getting more communities thinking that hosting, you know, being home to a professional soccer club could actually be viable, you're changing the entire landscape of Canadian soccer. Like fundamentally changing the the mentality of the sport in this country. So Zach is just one of a few um players with Electric City uh with Ottawa connections. You know, he's from here. Both Abby and Emma Steen are from Ottawa as well on the women's side. Um, and Haley Walsh plays for the University of Ottawa GGs. So that's definitely a League One Ontario side that I'm going to be keeping my eye on. And hey, it's not a long drive. I might I might be able to uh, get down and see a game. So I was really excited to chat with Zach Drake, learn about him, learn about his career, um, and learn about uh, Electric City. So here it is, my chat with Zach Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? I'm joined by Zach Drake, a fullback from Ottawa, currently playing for maybe my favorite League One Ontario side, Electric City FC in Peterborough. Zach, welcome to the show. It's great to meet you. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, before I ask any questions, um, before we started, you mentioned that uh, you're actually living in in a cottage with, uh, with a bunch of your teammates. Um, how is that going? Yeah. So when we uh, first came into preseason, they put us up in in two nice cottages uh, beside each other on a lake. And it's been a really cool bonding experience uh, getting to know the guys. You know, we had a shortened preseason. So this is like an added bonus for us to really uh, connect with one another on a deeper level. Um, So, yeah, I think it has been paying off. connecting off the field as well as on in training. That sounds pretty ideal. Like you get to, you know, join this really cool new project in Peterborough. Um, and also you get to spend, uh, you know, all this time at a, 
at a cottage on a lake in the Corthas. That sounds pretty, pretty ideal. Um, I have plenty of questions I want to ask about ECFC, um, most of which I'll, I'll ask later. Um, but the club, it's a, it's a brand new club this year. And they said openly like, Hey, we specifically have CPL aspirations. Um, so you just played in the club's inaugural home opener, which was played in front of more than 1500 fans, which is a league one Ontario record. Um, and I, I would imagine at that, at that level, that's gotta be just like a record across Canada. Um, I should point out that it's actually more than what two CPL clubs have been drawing lately. Um, I just want to ask like, what was that night like for you playing in that home, um, playing it in that home opener? Yeah, it it was a really phenomenal experience. Um, I've had the pleasure in my career playing uh, in front of large bases of uh, fans, and the the atmosphere in in this stadium was amazing. They really brought the noise, not just our supporters section, which they're amazing, but the entire stadium. Um, everyone who came out, they rallied around the the club, around the team. Uh, and you could feel that on the field. Um, and, you know, whether it's 10,000 people or 2000 people, it's, you know, the, the support that you get from, from those fans, uh, it means so much to, to the players and, uh, it, yeah, it, it helped fuel us, uh, to get our first win of the season as well, which, um, was really significant and, uh, important for us. Fantastic. So. Um, you know, I want to get to know more about you. And the first question I ask everyone on the podcast um, is how did you, Zach, first get into soccer? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Ottawa, um, Bayshore, Nepean area, Bell's Corners. Um, and my dad actually grew up in Ottawa as well as a player. Um, highest he played was around the provincial level. Uh, but uh, both he and my older brother really kind of mentored me in the game uh, and did so in a way that uh, always brought joy to me. It was never forced on me. Um, and essentially throughout you know childhood and into my teens and even till now, uh, I, I just love playing the game and it's it's never felt like a job. So the the moment it feels like work, I might be done, but, um, yeah, I, I grew up um, just playing club level in Ottawa, going to soccer camps that were uh, partially run by my father. And um, that was sort of the, the key environment for me to, to start developing as a player, um, just getting, you know, lots and lots of hours on the soccer field uh, at soccer camps uh, and then eventually progressing into uh, a bit more of a, a serious career. Growing up in that part of town, um, you know, I think we can definitely call that, you know, West Ottawa. Um, did you have any favorite hangout spots in in that part of town? Yeah, I mean, aside from the local soccer fields, um, of course, going yeah. to Bayshore to the movie mo- movie theater there, um, going to Canada, um, there were, you know, some youth dance nights uh, in Canada where, uh, you know, after all the soccer training still going out and and getting to spend some time relaxing and hanging out with friends um and i'm trying to think of any specific restaurants in the west end that are really significant to me um i I like i like a lot of uh places downtown but um yeah in 
in the West End, it's not not as as great. Like I mean, near Bayshore, there's a you know good shawarma places, but but yeah, I, I prefer going down to the the Glebe or maybe Chinatown to get some good uh, pho or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's completely fair. There's not too many high end restaurants in Canada. Um, do you remember a point growing up when? when you decided that you wanted to take soccer like a bit more seriously and maybe pursue that as a career? Yeah, I, I think when I first got uh, scouted to go participate in a tryout in Brazil, um, that's when I first got a taste of what it's like to be in a, a pro academy environment. Um, and as I returned home from that you know I, I had a successful trial it got extended to two months to six months um didn't end up getting a pro contract but that was definitely a jump off point for me realizing um what it's like to to start pursuing something that you're passionate about um and to see that there are pathways around the world to um you know play the beautiful game for a living and you know at the time there were, there weren't a lot of opportunities uh, growing up in Ottawa or in Canada at the time. Uh, so it was a good opportunity for me to see that, uh, you know, it, it is possible and to, to have a tangible um, piece that was missing at a young age for me, which of course nowadays in Canada, there's a lot of, um, easy motivation for for younger players because there are pro teams in in a lot of these big cities now um and yeah so for me it was a, a good inspiring piece of my life uh to have that experience in brazil and then from that point on i i knew i wanted to continue playing soccer at the highest level that i could uh and you know sign a pro contract yeah i mean not many Ottawa players can say that, you know, they spent six months playing with a Brazilian club. Um, you know, so I'm curious, like, how does an Ottawa boy get attention from, you know, a club in Brazil? Um, and like, what was that experience like? Like, uh, you know, how is it kind of different as a footballer playing in Brazil compared to playing in North America? Yeah. Um, so there was a, a scout that came from Brazil uh, to Canada. He actually coached my youth team. Uh, I believe we were playing under Nepean City at the time. But uh, yeah, he, he kind of pulled a group of players from the Ottawa area and uh, invited them out to trial. And um, I was one of the, the lucky ones to be invited back and have that uh, be a bit more of an extended period. So when, when that extra invite happened, uh i actually stayed with a brazilian family one of the the players on my team there and the experience in the culture was amazing learning the language um and just being immersed in uh just football in you know a country that you might say is um, just the football country but uh yeah it, it was fantastic experience so they speak portuguese there right right um do you remember any of that like like are you still able to you know speak any portuguese yeah so 
I can speak Portuguese better than I can speak French or Really? uh, even German. I spent a few seasons playing, playing in Germany. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what happened, but I think just my desire and my, my love for that culture, it, it made it really easy for me to, to speak it and, and learn the language. And I actually ended up using it when I uh, played in Portugal uh, for, for a short amount of time, but it actually became helpful when I was playing in Portugal for a short amount of time. I got to bring back the Portuguese knowledge. Um, so that was really helpful too. Right on. Um, yeah. So you've, it's common when, when players have a, have a pro career that lasts more than a few years, you know, it's pretty common to, to travel around a bit, but you seem particularly well-traveled. Um, like, would you mind uh, telling the good listener, like um, where your career has taken you and uh and maybe tell us like where your favorite place to to live has been so far. Yeah, for sure. So um, I came back from Brazil, played in Canada for uh, Ottawa Fury in the Super Y League, um, U17. And then that, that took me to getting a full scholarship to the US in Indiana. And after that, that's when I really started my, uh, my pro career. So I went to Germany, played um, for two teams there, and... I I joke I brought my partner to Germany and she really didn't enjoy her time there and she said she wanted uh, two things somewhere warm and somewhere where they spoke English and uh, <laughs> so we chose Australia um, so I, I ended up um, playing in the second division of Australia um, for two teams there as well and then went back to Germany then went to Portugal. And then that's when uh, I had my opportunity with Las Vegas Lights in the USL championship. Um, and from that point, I caught wind of, you know, the CPL and everything that was happening in Canada. And also, you know, my partner wanted to come back and sort of settle down and plant some roots uh, back home in Canada. And so made the strategic move to, to, play in uh, League One Ontario in 2018 uh, for the second half of the season with Vaughn and um, did a a good job with that. We won the league and I I thought I was positioned well to to join the CPL for a variety of reasons. um, Things didn't really align with me playing in the CPL and I've stayed in League One for, you know, a a few years now and I've, I've had quite a successful time i've since 2018 only lost two games um from oh, the, wow. the various uh teams that i've played for you know i've made it to the championship finals two times winning it once um, winning the league once with oakville blue devils um and now i'm i'm here with electric city uh and it's you know uh, a championship team and the league has improved drastically. Um, but this team just seems to, to hold themselves to this new high standard and they're pushing the standard for the entire league. Um, so it, it's a great thing to be a part of. Yeah. So, you know, so joining electric city, like how did you get involved? Like, did you approach them? Did they approach you? Like how did that connection happen? Well, I, I knew that the club was, doing their thing they, I think a lot of people in the soccer community in Canada had caught wind of what electric city was doing. Um, so I definitely put my feelers out to, to the owner, um, you know, months and months ago, just letting them know, Hey, like this is something really, really cool. would love to connect on it. 
And then a few months later, got a call um, looking to to connect and build a team. And uh, I was, you know, one of the the lucky few to to get a spot on the the roster. And yeah, now we're here. You know, as someone, uh, you know, it's got kind of like the inside view on it. Um, like, what have you been seeing that has really impressed you about the organization? I mean, I could say everything, honestly. Um, just the way that um, Rob and the the community of owners and the coaches, Jamie and the staff, um, they're just doing such a great job checking all the boxes and um, holding themselves to to a professional standard. And um, it it rubs off on everyone else that's working for the club, all of the players. And there's this, um, yeah, just integrity and um, ambition that, yeah, it, it's just a, a great thing to, to, it's something that makes you want to be a part of it and it makes you want to be better alongside them. So uh, it's just a, a really, really awesome organization from the the ground up uh, very impressed by it and that's a, a big reason why a lot of these players are here um, it's because they believe in the vision they believe in um, you know everything that uh, has has been kind of laid out um, and last weekend with our home opener it it really you know it, it was like everything came together and proved that this was a good bet and yeah, that, that Peterborough is ready for a pro soccer team. You've played in plenty of pro teams. Uh, you know, does Electric City have, have the feel, you know, from a player's perspective of, of playing for a fully professional side? Yeah. I mean, when I went and played in Las Vegas, it was their inaugural season as well. Um, and I, w- I was just reminiscing with uh, Jamie, our head coach, about, you know, they, just like any uh first season team you're going to going to have your your mistakes or um a couple things that you're just not aware of that you have to to adjust and um yeah just learning experience as a new club um but electric city has done a a great job of either minimizing those uh those learning uh opportunities i guess or they've just been masking it so well that uh they're they're really just exuding this um, very very professional a very professional character I guess we'll say um, and and that goes straight through to to the training sessions to how we're in the gym the periodization um, the structure the way they support the players with recovery um, yeah it's it's a very classy. Um, experience and a lot of the younger players you know that haven't been in a pro environment this is just um amazing amazing for them to to be you know up and coming soccer players and get this experience in canada uh, and not needing to you know travel abroad to to get an experience like this so a lot of the canadian soccer world has had their eyes on electricity but also Simcoe County, a little down the road, both new League One Ontario sides and both have, have made it very clear that, you know, they both want to be in the CPL. Um, would you say that the team uh, sees Simcoe County just like any other team or is July 23rd against Simcoe kind of circled on the calendar a little bit? Great question. I, I think 
every game we're, we're definitely taking it uh, game by game, week by week. I mean, we're still what 17 days old uh, in terms of when we first started training together, something like that. Um, So we're, we're really focused on the process and just taking it one game, one, you know, one pass at a time. Um, And yeah, all of these uh, teams, they're going to be challenges in their own ways. Um, Just like our first match against Guelph, the former champs, um, being able to to get a a tie away, get a point off of them was huge. Um, And unfortunately, in that match, I I split my eyebrow open and got eight stitches. So I had to sit out our second match. Um, But yeah, there's every every game. It's going to be a, a challenge and a new opportunity for us to to step onto the field and show um, the electric city brand of football that we want to play. Um, and whoever the opponent is where we're going to, you know, show, show up and do our best. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, so, you know, uh, this is only going to be in audio format. Um, but I can see you right now and, uh, the eye looks good. Um, is it like, is it pretty much healed up? Yeah, we're all good. Um, I've been told that, you know, scars add a little bit of attractiveness. Um, so it's, yeah, it's healed up under the eyebrow. Um, I, I'm very, very pleased with how fast uh, it did recover. Um, of course, you know, I, I don't like to to miss out on playing any games, but it was a coach's decision to, uh, to you know, not put me in a, a situation where I could split it back open. Um, and I, I totally respect that that move um yeah but i again i was happy to to be back on the pitch uh in time for our home opener fantastic okay um well zach you've been really generous with your time um i just have a a few quick questions if if you don't mind absolutely hit me all right uh what's your favorite sport besides soccer table tennis table tennis i was not expecting that i've not gotten that answer before (laughs) do you have one at the cottage we don't, unfortunately. Um, there's been some talk from some players who uh, they they think they're pretty good, but you know, I did my time in in college and university in the U.S. and um, I, I think I've honed in on my my table tennis skills enough to surprise a couple people. <laughs> okay, right on. Um, what is your favorite soccer field in Ottawa to play on? Um, I haven't played on it very often, but um, the the West Ottawa um, soccer fields that they they just um, made you know in the last five years or so I really like Wesley the Clover. facilities there Clover yeah Wesley Clover um, and shout out to uh, to my dad actually who um, he's been uh, been working at Wesley Clover for for uh, the odd summer for the past couple of years um, helping run those operations there so yeah he's keeping it clean and uh, yeah having a good time there too. Fantastic. That's awesome. Um, who has had the biggest impact on your career so far? Split between my father and my brother. And I'll say my brother, um, who was two years older, he played soccer in Ottawa. You know, at one point, age 15, 16, he was a, a top striker. Um, and, you know, having him sort of challenging me and mentoring me and never letting me uh, win against him always challenged me to, to be better. And, um, you know, 
there was a, a long time when I wouldn't say that I was a better footballer than him. Um, I think nowadays, you know, I, I've surpassed him. Uh, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of that because, uh, yeah, he, he was just a, a great player and um, really appreciated just how he helped support me throughout my development. Um, who is the best player that you've ever played either with or against? Great question. Um, I can't, I don't have photographic evidence of it, but when I was in Brazil, I did play against the U16 Santos team. And that was the year that uh, Neymar was still on the team. So there's the potential of me playing against Neymar. Um playing with at Las Vegas. Um, if you're familiar with, with Freddie Adu, um, of course, the, yeah. you know, the former U.S. wonder kid, um, it, it was really awesome to play alongside him, especially because when I was a kid, you know, I cut out his uh, player card off of a, a Cheerios box. Um, so that was <laughs> awesome. But I, I also have to say um, I've had the, the great opportunity to train with the Canadian national team a few times over the past couple of years. Um, just as a supportive role, not, not in the actual lineup, but um, being a part of that organization and, and playing alongside players like Hutchinson, Davies, uh, just it, it's, that's world-class right there. What's the better halftime snack, oranges or watermelon? Oranges. Okay. You know what? I've been a little surprised asking this question because uh, I thought everyone would say oranges, but it's been kind of half and half. So that's been kind of interesting yeah i mean the, the watermelons are, are amazing but just the nostalgic feel for me is uh the oranges okay um okay so you're in ottawa say like the bard market it's like you know 11 maybe getting close to midnight and you're getting a little hungry are you looking for the nearest poutine stand or shawarma it would definitely be shawarma but if i'm down there i would also my guilty pleasure is a, a Nanaimo bar so it when I, I get uh if I'm out late and it's 10 p.m I I turn into an animal with food so that's why I, I try and get home and get to bed by nine but um if I'm out at night man Nanaimo bars I would just crush those that's so funny like I like I have a late night sweet tooth as well like if there's like a Tim Hortons it's like open late on I'm on the way home I'm definitely like I'm definitely stopping there yeah, it's um, as an athlete, I definitely try to, to, to eat as healthy as possible. Um, but that's one thing you got to know about yourself is if you have a sweet tooth, uh, take care of that. <laughs> that's it. All right, Zach, um, Zoom is going to kick us off pretty soon. So uh, I'm going to end it there. Um, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for having me.